how, we, how do we handle stress? When I think about handling something, I think about handling a hot pot. We're, in the, we're at the end of crawfish season, and a lot of you have been boiling crawfish. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But if you're going to the restaurant eating crawfish, there's somebody back there handling your hot pot of crawfish, right? And when they handle that hot pot, they got to be really, really careful, right? Really careful. I mean, we, we try to wear gloves so the steam doesn't burn you, you know, those kinds of things. I was thinking about a full cup of coffee, how many of you have, you know, you, sometimes in the mornings you get a little ambitious and you overfill your coffee. And then you got to get from the, the, the kitchen to the wherever you're going to sit down and enjoy your coffee without spilling it all over the floor. And if you're a guy and getting in trouble with your wife. Bad way to start the day. So how we handle things is very important. Uh, we have to be careful and we have to be intentional when we're handling things. And, 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 and you got to understand something that stress is something that needs to be handled. It's not something we will ever get away from until we get to heaven. I know, I'm just busting bubbles this morning. Oh, I hate this church already. (laughs) Stress is common to all of us. All of us face stress at different degrees, different levels, comes from different places. Every one of us, if you're not facing some form of stress, you need to check your pulse, you're probably dead. Because stress comes from all kinds of places and all kinds of people. Sometimes stress is internal. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. How many of you good at a little self-inflicted stress? Come on, somebody. Be honest. You in church this morning. Yeah, I, I'm good at a little self-inflicted stress. I'm a little ambitious. I tend to bite off more than I can chew. In fact, yesterday I bit off a piece of roast and my wife looked at me as it was going in my mouth. She goes, you know, that's big. But because I'm hard-headed, I stuck it in my mouth anyway and I almost choked on it, but I didn't let her see that. I know. But stress is common to every one of us, and it's going to come at you sooner or later. There's external stresses from just being alive, right? I mean, just being alive, there's stress. Stress is defined as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Stress is also known as pressure, strain, tension, worry, anxiety, nervousness can all be summed up as different titles or different forms of stress. And I want you to understand something today. How you handle stress says a lot about who you are and what you believe. How you handle it says a lot about who you are and what you believe. So if stress is going to come and we can't stop it from coming at us, then we have to get better at handling it. Amen? You have to get better at handling or else it's going to kill you. Stress can make you or stress can break you. Stress can take a, a newly planted tree and make it stronger. They say when you plant a new tree, you don't tie it off too tight. You leave some slack in the ropes that are holding the tree up because you want it to feel the stress and the pressure of the wind so that they can develop strong. But that same wind, if not carefully handled, can snap that same tree in half, right? Stress can make you or it can break you. Stress can crush concrete or it can make it stronger by consolidating it. Stress can bend steel into a work of art or it can break it in half. Stress can make a human stronger or it can make a human grow weaker. How you handling stress? 
I had a question when I was preparing for this message. And by the way, I was stressed out about preparing this message about stress. <laughs> why stress? I was like, Lord, why stress? Why, why do you allow stress to come at us? Why is there external stress? And why, why do we have internal stress? Why do we self-inflict stress on ourselves sometimes? Why is that? Why stress? I think, I think stress can come from uh, one main source, and I'm pretty positive this is where it comes from. It, things became really hard after the fall in the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, things became hard. There was a curse that God put on them for, 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 going, for disobeying him. When he put them out of the garden, he said, Adam, it's going to be hard for you, bro. So the next day when you're working and it's hard, go thank you, Adam. And for Eve, he said, it's going to be hard in labor. There's going to be pain. That, that could be, it could be part of the curse, but, but regardless of where it comes from, stress is still coming. For some of you, you're going to be stressed out when you leave church today. Let me rewind that a little bit. Some of you were stressed out to get to church today. <laughs> some of you, yeah. Some of you are stressed out about Mother's Day meals and events. Some of you are going to be stressed out tomorrow. If you're lucky, it might not get you till sometime this week. If you're lucky. But it's still coming. Watch what James chapter 1 says, verse 2 to 4 from the message translation. It says this. It says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So, so, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So James is saying in another translation, it says to consider it all joy when junk starts breaking down in your life. That's just weird. Would you agree? How many of you say, I don't particularly like that verse? I'll be honest, I don't like that verse either, but I still got to contend with it. When he says to count it all joy when various trials come your way, then that means that those trials have a purpose in your life. That pressure has a purpose. That stress that that trial is going to put on you, that pressure it has a purpose. It's going to put something on you that's going to cause you to develop and mature. So can stress be a gift? I think it can be if you're prepared for it when it comes. You see, you got to come to the realization, I can't get out of stress. I can't get away from stress. There's pressures all around me. The internal stressors that I'm causing for myself, I can control a little bit of that. The ones on the outside, I don't have very much control over. So they're going to come. But the Bible says that when they come, they have a purpose. And if you're prepared for that to, when it happens, then it's not going to take you by surprise. Right? Come on. We got to grow up. <laughs> we got to mature a little bit. Stuff's going to break down. Things are going to come at us. People are going to talk about you. Not as much as you think they are. I think it, it, it can be a gift if we know that it has a purpose. Stress has a purpose for every one of us. The enemy wants to use this stress to destroy you, but God wants to use it to mature and develop you. So watch this. There's no need to stress about stress. Would you agree? 
There's no need to stress out about stress. Sometimes I think we stress out about stress. Well, I'm stressed out. You're stressing about the stress that you're going through. Does anybody like that? By the right church. Here's the deal. If you find yourself stressing about stress, then you probably don't really have a clue about what stress is, 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 is what its purpose is for your life. Maybe you're just not aware that, you know what, stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Stress can be a good thing. You see, if you don't know that, then anytime stress comes, you're just going to automatically think it's bad and it's here to hurt me and I don't like it and I don't want it and I'm going to try to run from it and I'm going to spend too much time and too much energy trying to get away from stress instead of handling it right. What if there's a treasure to be found in stress? So I said stress can be internal and it can be external. Sometimes internally it looks like self-inflicted stress. That could be something as spending too much money. Eating too much. <laughs> bad decisions, laziness, bad perspective, poor image of self, lies, overachieving, greed, ungratefulness, contentment, expectations, misplaced priorities can all be internal self-inflicting stresses. Then you've got the external ones. Work pressure, deadlines, traffic, traffic. It's vacation season, traffic. Trying to help you, just trying to help you. Traffic, cost of living, crime, education, business, illness, relationships, natural disasters, social stress, message prep, opportunities. There's all kinds of stressors, right, that we'll face. I had this thought, though, what if stress is just another tool in God's toolbox? What if pressure is just another tool in his toolbox that he uses to develop us? What if it's just something that God uses to further develop us? You see, whether it's internal or external, God still uses them to completely develop us. Go back to that verse in James. It says this, so I don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. So you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Wow. So let's talk about handling stress. I got a couple thoughts I want to give you about handling stress. Number one, you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. You need to know that stress is coming. Stress is coming. It's common to every one of us. Don't be surprised by it. Right? It's coming. Get you some teenagers. <laughs> stress stays around. Let them start driving. That's a whole nother stress. You want to put them back in diapers. You need to be prepared. You need to be ready. And then there's going to be the whole stress of when one day, they, if they finally move out. Then me and Cheryl's going to be looking at each other like, what do we do now? All of our excuses left. No. <laughs> you need to be prepared. Watch this. The Bible, the Bible calls itself daily bread. 
You need to read your Bible daily. Do you realize this book read daily and meditated on can prepare you for any and every stress you will ever face in your life tomorrow? How's that? Let me tell you. When you get in this word and not just read it just out of duty, but you actually get the life out of it and let it speak into you in the mornings, you know what it tells you? It tells you, number one, you're not going through this life all by yourself. It tells you that God, the creator of all creation, is walking with you. It tells you that the Holy Spirit is with you every day and he's going to guide you and lead you and teach you and comfort you. It tells you that you're an overcomer. It tells you that other people have gone through what you're going through and they made it and you can make it too. Every day you need to be prepared. This is part of your preparation. But you see, when you don't prepare, you get surprised. Right? You get surprised. You need to expect it to come and be prepared for it. The second thing we need to do is we need to identify stress when it comes our way. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this. This is the second half of the verse. It says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, that's a, that's a, a real strong religious verse. It's, it's, it doesn't make a lot of common sense to us today. How many of you would agree with that? Shake your head. It, take captive every thought? I'm like, well, what's that, what does that mean? Take, what, how do I, how you capture a thought? Well, it's, it's pretty simple. Actually, you've got to think about what you're thinking about. He says to take captive every thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ. Think about where your mind's going. Pay attention to what you're thinking. Pay attention to your thought life a little bit. Don't let your thoughts just run off. How many of you say, I'm guilty of that? (laughs) It says to take every thought captive and to bring it to obey or make it obedient to Christ. So before you run from it, think about it. If stress is going to come at you, then why don't you take a second or so and identify it? How do I identify stress, Pastor? You need to ask some questions. Where's it coming from? Is this internal stress? Is this something that I'm causing on myself? Or is this external stress? You need to know that. Because if it's internal stress, then you could probably make a few quick changes and eliminate some of that stress pretty quick. You can eliminate some internal stress if you want to. Some of these external stressors, you can't. Maybe you need to ask the question, why is it here now? You ever wonder why you always get stressed out at a certain time? Like for us to get in the car to go on vacation. Oh my gosh. This is like the most demonic time in my family. It used to be getting to church. Well, we've overcome that devil. Now we got a new one. It's called the devil of vacation. It's like we can't even get in the car and leave to go have peace because we're stressed out. And this is what I've come to realize. It's me. (laughs) I mean, I'm lazy until the day we leave. I, I'm just going to be honest. I feel like I need to be honest. Yeah. Can we, you justify Cheryl a little bit this morning. It's Mother's Day. I'm going to give her a win today. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take one for the team. <laughs> I'm like the world's worst. I am late. I won't pack. I won't pack till, till midnight. And she's like, are you going to put stuff in your bag? She's got a, the bags. She puts it on the bed now, so I got to pack before I go to sleep. So then I, okay, okay, I got to pack. So I pack. I put everything there. 
But when I wake up, I'm a whole new person. I'm like, I turn into a teenager. It's vacation time. Let's go. And I'm like, come on, y'all, let's go. Hey, go, go, go grab this. Go get it. Right, Ethan? Ethan, get this. Make sure we got this. Come on. Show you ready? God, we're just going on vacation. You ain't got to put up that much makeup. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Pray for me. I need help. Just be honest, I need some help. Why does it come at that certain time? I know this much if my wife and I is going to lead a life group, and if we're going to leave to go do marriage counseling, there is always stress. It's bad when you're fighting on the way to give somebody else marriage counseling. <laughs> you laughing, but it's real. You walk up in there, you're like, <sighs> you still love me? Yeah, I love you too. Timing is important. You need, to, you need to ask the question, what is it tempting me to do? What is this stress wanting me to do? You need to discover its purpose. You need to ask the question, why is this causing me stress? Is it something I'm dealing with? Is there a fear? Is there a worry, an unrealistic expectation, a lie? Maybe this is a growth moment. I need to change something. Come on. You need to take time necessary to process it for understanding. You may need to talk it out with someone else, not everybody. You don't handle your stress on Facebook. Y'all should have gave me a better amen than that. You don't handle your stress on social media. And not everybody needs to know your stuff. Few. Godly people. Is that clear? (laughs) You need to ask this question. What is my flesh wanting me to do right here in this moment? Let's talk about traffic stress for a second. What does traffic stress want you to do? Come on, I know I'm not the only one that struggles with traffic stress. Okay, I see a couple wives pointing at husbands, a couple guys being real honest. The Lord's moving this morning. He's moving mightily. Traffic stress. My flesh wants to rise up. It, it starts, it's, it kind of builds. It's like a teapot. It'll start to build. If we're in traffic, I'll start to go, that's the pressure releasing. After a while, the pressure valve quits. And it's like, and then my wife, she'll put her hand on my leg, like, and I'm like, move your hand. It's about to get real up in here. And my flesh wants to act out, right? That stress is wanting my flesh to act out. What is God wanting me to do in that moment? Breathe, Jamie, breathe. It's just traffic. Calm down. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Bro, chill out. That's how he talks to me. Bro, chill out. I want you to, I want to punch somebody. Just chill out. You need to pay attention to that. You need to recognize what it's wanting your flesh to do. Right? What do I hear the Spirit saying? If you can listen. And then you need to ask this question. Is this legitimate or is this just nonsense? Because come on, sometimes stress is just nonsense. Right? You'll walk in all stressed out and your spouse will go, you worried about that? 
You stressed out about that? Come on, some of you need to get a little attitude with you that says, you know what? I ain't got time for that today. I'm not stressing out about that. That's stupid. That's stupid. I'm not giving it my time. I'm not giving it my joy. I'm not giving that my energy. I say that about people sometimes. <laughs> I'm not giving them my time. <laughs> I am a pastor, I promise. I do try to help people. I do. Man, this honesty thing is killing me. You see what, see what stress does? <laughs> so number one, you need to be prepared. Number two, you need to identify the stress. Number, t- number three, you need to process it. Philippians 4, 6 says this, don't worry about anything. God, I've been using this verse this year. I've been using this verse this year so much. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Have you ever wondered what you should be busy praying about? Have you ever had the thought, well, golly, if we're supposed to be praying all this much, what am I supposed to be praying about? Well, a good portion of what you should be praying about is what you're currently walking through. Come on, you need, to, you need to talk to God about what you're walking through. When you're going through stress, it's, you're not intended to keep quiet and just hold in the pressure. You're, you're, you're created to talk about it. That's why it hurts when you hold it in. And it gets better when you let it out the right way. <laughs> so clarify. Process it. What, what, if, what if God answers questions? What if he answers them on this side of, e- of eternity? It's simply telling God what you're discovering about your circumstances in yourself. Talk it out with him. Tell him what you're feeling. Some of the best moments I've ever had with God is when I just got real with him. Lord, I'm about to jab slap somebody. I need some help. I'm stressed out. I'm serious. Lord, I'm stressed out right now. Lord, I've tried to identify. I think think it's, honestly, Lord, I think it's self-inflicted. I just, I I think it's self-inflicted. Lord, I think I'm, I'm causing my own stress. I need some help. Do you know you can process that out with God? That he cares enough about you to listen Come on, you should never run to a counselor before you run to God first. We always go to God first. Amen? We go to God first. Why? Because he's your daddy. And he loves you and he cares about you. And he wants to help you with this. I think when you read the Bible, you read how the disciples, they had these moments with Jesus where Jesus would, like when he fed the 5,000, they were like, golly, what the heck happened? He would pull them aside. Watch this. He would pull them aside to a quiet place. And what would they do? They would talk about it. Do you know you have that right also? To talk to God about what's stressing you out? About the pressure you're under? I would encourage you to do this. Process it until you start to get some peace. Process it until you start to get some peace. This is important as a parent. 
because parenting is coming up as one of our next topics. This is important as a parent to not, to not whip when you're stressed. <laughs> you might take a little hide off. <laughs> you need to process until you get some peace, and then you go discipline, not abuse. Amen? Process until you get some peace. Number four, experience peace. So the first thing you need to do is you need to be ready. The second thing is you need to identify. The third thing is you need to learn how to process it. And then the fourth thing you need to do is you need to experience peace. Watch what the next verse says. It says, once you've done that, look how it starts. The verse starts with then. It means this. Once you've done verse 6, then you can apply verse 7. If you don't do verse 6, you take the then out and you don't get verse 7. You see in this? So once you've told God what you need, thanked him for all he's done, and prayed about it and processed it with him, then comes verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is so important. Then you will experience God's peace. When will you experience it? When you do verse 6. You can't bypass verse 6. I've tried. I've tried to not talk to God about my problems. Just go, I need some peace. I need some peace. No, no, you don't need peace right now. You need to process. You need to process before you get to peace. Because if he gives you peace without processing, he, he does you harm. It's not good. In the processing is when you learn what the stress is about. You learn what's inside of you. You learn what's not right. And you get a chance to fix some things and ask God to help you with some things. Is this making sense? And then you get to experience his peace. God's a God of processes. He says, then you get to experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. It's the kind of peace where you're going through a crisis in your life and for some weird reason, you're not freaking out. And your friends are going, I think they're in really bad shape. Why's that? Because they act like they're all right. No, maybe they did verse six and now they're experiencing verse seven. His peace goes beyond what you can understand. Then it says, his peace will guard your heart and your mind. Here's the key part. As you live in Christ. (laughs) It's one thing to get peace for a minute. It's another thing to live in peace. It's 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 one thing to get peace for a minute. It's another thing to live in peace. The Bible just said you can have peace as you live in Christ. What does that mean? That as I live in Christ, when stress comes, when attacks come, when things come, I'm getting better at processing it. I'm staying in the game with Christ. And as I stay in the game with Christ, I'm living in peace. There's a war all around me, but I got God's peace. You're not excited. Not excited about that. I'm excited about that. I get to live in peace. I can have some love, peace, and hair grease. Come on, somebody. I mean, I can have it. 
I get to get it. It gets to be mine, right? I get, that means you can get away from drama. Okay, maybe you like drama. <sighs> Peace is the enemy of stress. Peace is the consequences of preparedness, identification, and process. But here's, here's the thing. Peace is only one of the rewards. You know what happens when you do point one, two, and three, and you start to experience God's peace? You start to get a greater perspective of yourself and your situation. You start to get a greater understanding of what's going on around you. You start to learn more how God operates and how he moves, and then you get to experience. It's an experience. Come on, it's an ex- you don't go to Disney, Disneyland and say, well, it looked good. You go to Disney and say, man, it was a blast, right? Because you had an experience. We get to experience God's peace, and it's rewarding. And then the final thought is this, and this one I think is, is super important to help us understand the previous ones, and that's, that's this, that the Holy Spirit is my helper. So we've got to be prepared. We need to identify We need to process. Then we get to experience peace. And here's the real blessing in all of it. Is that the Holy Spirit is my helper. Jesus made this very, very bold statement. He said, I must leave so the advocate could come. What he was telling his disciples were, was, is that if I don't leave, then the helper doesn't come. So I got to go so the advocate can come. What does advocate mean? What, what does it mean? It means that, that the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's your encourager. He's your teacher. He's your guide. God's given you a personal encourager, a personal comforter, a personal guide, a personal teacher. Say it's mine. Say he's mine. The Holy Spirit is mine. He's with me every day. He's my teacher, he's my guide, he's my encourager, and he's my comforter. He's mine. Say mine. So I wanted to hear you say that. Some of you are mine, 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 mine. Look at John chapter 14. It says this, verse 26 and 27. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything And will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Isn't that good? You ought to feel the love right there. Right? That's God loving us. He gives us the Holy Spirit to be with us. Here's the sad truth is that most of us handle stress the only way we know how. And that's usually how it was exampled to us growing up. And I would say probably 90% of that is wrong. the way it was shown to us. Why not learn how to handle stress God's way 
and then show the world a better way? Why not show the world around you a better way to handle stress? Amen? Amen.